0: Well, as you know, the wonderful white-winged warrior is attempting to become the first man to fly the Atlantic. And except for encounters with a transatlantic jet aircraft, a Ukrainian whaling vessel, a lost Luftwaffe pilot, and a United Arab Republic U-boat, the trip so far has been pretty uneventful.
1: This trip is so boring I could spit. Hey, buddy. Yes? No spitting is allowed. You mean? Not over the ocean.
0: Okay. Okay. And then, suddenly, the fantastic feathered fowl freezes in flight at the sight of a struggling figure in the icy ocean waters below.
1: Hark! Is that a struggling figure in the icy ocean waters below? Go look if you want, but remember... No spitting.
0: Right. right. And with those words, the fantastic fowl banks sharply to the left. Uh, to the left? To the left. Okay. And descends gracefully into the icy ocean waters below. Did he say icy ocean waters? I also said gracefully.
1: Hello there, struggling figure in the water.
2: Hey, will you quit splashing? Oh, sorry. What do you want?
1: Well, I observed you're struggling in the ocean waters and have come to save you from a death worse than fate. You're kidding. No, I'm the wonderful white-winged weekend warrior.
2: What are you wearing that stupid yellow raincoat with matching yellow hood for?
1: Well, you see, I'm attempting to fly the Atlantic. The Atlantic? Yes, that's what you're struggling in right now.
2: Who's struggling? So
1: I'll grasp you in my strong and powerful arms and fly with you out of this potential watery grave. You
2: do, and I'll smack you in the mouth.
1: Your simple smile of gratitude will be enough for me.
2: Will you take your clammy hands off me?
1: I am saving you, fair maiden. I don't need saving. Why not let me decide that? I'm trying to swim this ocean, you big jerk. Did you say swim?
2: This is my third year in the water. And if you'll fly fast, funny feathers, I'll make Paris by April.
1: Say, doesn't that black chiffon Grecian gown with the ostrich plume cape and the silver lame stainless steel stiletto heels with matching ankle bracelets slow you down?
2: You've never been to Paris in April, have you?
1: Uh, No, this is my first trip. Wow!
0: Who is that large, greasy, mysterious swimmer? Will she beat Chicken Man to the other side of the Atlantic? and another thing if she encounters the ukrainian whaling vessel she's got bad trouble well as you know the wonderful white-winged warrior garbed in a full-length yellow raincoat with a matching hood is winging his way across vast ocean waters his mission to become the first man to fly the
1: atlantic give my regards to broadway hey buddy yes no singing is allowed you mean not over the ocean okay Meanwhile, back in the
0: office of the police commissioner of Midland City.
2: Dear mother, well, is it ever swell to work here now? You wouldn't believe how quiet and peaceful it is. <phone rings> this is the commissioner's office.
1: Uh, yes, may I speak with the commissioner, please?
2: Oh, he's not in the office right now. Uh,
1: when do you expect him back? Who is this? Huh? Commissioner? Uh, No, I'm not.
2: All right, what are you doing? I'm calling for the commissioner. Okay, you're a very funny man. It's
1: funny you think so. When do you expect him back? Commissioner. I'm not a commissioner. You're not? No, not.
2: I suppose this is his brother calling. That's right. And you just happen to sound a little bit like him. Is that right?
1: No, it isn't. It isn't. I sound a lot like him. Okay. I don't suppose he talks much about me. That'll do it. You want to know why he doesn't talk much about me? No. It's because I'm a rum runner. You're a what? Now you want to hear about it? No,
2: I don't want to hear about it. I
1: run rum. Why are you doing this? Because it's fun to rum-run.
2: You've got four seconds to get serious. Although
1: good rum-to-run is hard to find. One. So sometimes I run guns. Two. If there isn't some rum-to-run. Three. Well, good morning, Miss Helfinger.
2: Oh, good morning. Help.
1: Is that my brother, the commissioner? Is that my brother, the rum-runner on the phone?
2: Dear mother, like I said... They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, hee-hee.
0: Wow. What a strange turn of family events this is. So the commissioner does indeed have a good rum-running brother.
3: Wow. All
4: right. Welcome, greetings radio listeners and rum runners And it is, that was, it is and that was None other than Chicken Man Chicken Man And that was number 37 on the Chicken Man episode guide And now, and now it's time You know what it's time for, you know what it's time for, you know what it's time for. Get ready for another episode of Oob Radio Salon. Two hours of experimental frequencies performed live every week from the Chakra Chimp Research Kitchens of Northern California Land. And we are going to perform some... We are going to perform and question the beo- the question of beauty, the question of beauty in an experimental format. Two distinctive hours and you have the big city orchestra players and Pixie and Doss. That's us. If you want to chat with us, we're on the chat. I'm on the chat. I can pass messages to Doss can spitball. I can pass your spitballs. This is our 760th show. And we are broadcasting live on DFM Radio Television International. DFM.nu. And you can join us on the radio chat. Links are right there on the site. And we have all of our archive broadcasts If you have to suddenly get up and leave our show And you can't stay Or you know it's happening and you can't make it Check out our archives and our podcasts And our reprise airings The links are all at ubuibi.org And other fun stuff All right Well, I think we're gonna get going. And I hope you all enjoy.
5: So you're in one part of the room. So what if I just stop everything?
4: Yeah, you should start because it's. Start
5: take- no, my stuff's over by you. Oh, so you want me to just leave silence? And your over leave on silence. the other side in the other room. So I'm, I'm she's walk. playing piano tonight.
4: I'm going to take my tea very carefully. Take your tea. It's lovely tea, and I want to drink mm. it while it's warm. Great So I'm tea. going to walk slowly to the piano, and you will probably hear silence. And I guess
5: I'll have to bring you up first, and then I'll go over well, and get one of my contraptions going. Nothing like putting And then come me on back over here and have to do it all the time. I know. Well, let me see. Do I have anything going you already? Should,
4: you should really see, begin this one, I have
5: here. I have nothing. I'm going to start from scratch, scratch.
6: The third yodel tune teaches you how to change smoothly from the falsetto to your regular singing voice and vice versa. The text consists of the phrase, who Yolala yodela, Diolala, which is repeated several times, and the ending, gu. Move your lips and tongue quickly as you sing. Our fourth exercise will introduce you to a rhythmical sample of modern yodeling, and we will attempt to sing it without further explanation. As we proceed in this yodeling lesson, your proficiency will improve concept yodel sounds. One is produced in the rear of in the company of that friendly partner of all yodelers in order to imitate them properly. The third yodel tune teaches you how to chain. After you have learned this yodel, which is called a yodel chain, you are. In order to become a more advanced yodeler, you must work on the improvement of the Rio Dio, rio Dio Iri. Let's try to sing it right away. Repetition and variation are keys to quick progress in yodeling. Let's take a deep breath and yodel our second exercise once more with a slight variation. Repetition and variation are keys to quick progress. The third yodel tune teaches you how to change smoothly from the falsetto to your regular singing voice and vice versa. The text consists of the phrase hul yolala, violala, Diolala. Repetition and variation are keys to quick progress, which is repeated seven are keys to quick progress which is, and variation are key. repetition Yolala Diolala. Repetition and variation uh, Repetition and variation are keys to quick progress which is repeated several times and the ending gu. Move your lips and tongue quick Yolala Violala Diolala Yolala diolala, diolala, lips and tongue. And the ending gook goo several times, quick progress which is repeated several times, and the ending gook goo. Move your lips and tongue quick pull yolala violala yo clay as you sing. clay Kalala Diolala Violala Pul Yolala Violala Diolala Yolala Diolala Viola quick pull Yolala and tongue quick move your lips goo ending goop and the ending gook goo. goo. Move your lip in the ending goop-goops and tongue quick with the clear as you sing. In addition, there are the sounds ö and ü, which are occasionally used to modify a tune. In order to achieve the best vocal quality, you must relax, breathe deeply, and move your tongue in the ending goop-goops as freely as possible. This will enable you to quickly change from your normal singing voice, which you employ for the lower yodel tones, to the falsetto which must be used for the higher tone the ending gu as in the ending gu for instance, in the following combination. Naturally, only actual pattern, the ending gu-gu, is Let me give you a start with simple, basic tune. And the ending guku, the ending gugu. Gu- the text is simply ho idi, he idi, rio ho i rio ho idi, and the ending gugu. Make yolala, 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 sure that you know the exact pronunciation of this text before you. And the ending guku, you combine it with the following two.
7: The Circus For Jerry of the circus.
8: Hey, Rags, come back here.
3: Yes, I'm talking to you.
8: Now you stay right here like Bum Stole you do. Elco's on now. Don't you want to see him? Well, sit still then and watch. Boy, look at that. He sure is strong. Now what? Hey, Keith. Oh.
9: You seen a guy named Belcoordan?
8: Stop it, Rags. Yes, sir. He's on doing his act. He's a what? He's working. That's him out there pulling that wagon by his teeth. Huh? Oh. Is he a dog? Yeah. He doesn't seem to like me the way he's growling. I guess he don't know you, that's all. Uh, you a friend of Belco's? Uh,
9: yeah, yeah. And I want to see him. Uh, how soon does he get through with the stunt he's doing now? Right now. Uh, it's that's a pretty good trick, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> does he come out this way?
8: Yeah. Here he comes. Hey, what are you all
9: rigged up in that swell looking suit for?
8: Oh, I go on in a minute with my
9: act. <laughs> a kid like you? Sure. They sure start him young in the circus.
8: Hello, Jerry. Hi, you, Belco. Uh, here's somebody looking for you.
9: Well, well hello. Wrap it down. Uh, Come over here with me. Oh, what's the matter? Why didn't you meet me last night? I had something else to do. Uh, you did, did you? You act like something was wrong. You know I don't like the idea of having to come here on the circus lot to see you. Why not? Oh, never mind. You wouldn't understand anyway. But try to get this straight. Yeah? I don't want you to work for me for a while. Not until I tell you to start again.
10: But...
9: You understand what I mean?
10: Yeah... I guess so. Okay.
9: But why? Never mind the why. I can use the extra money. Well, I don't need you for a while. Okay. But what's the matter? Ain't I doing my work all right? I'll tell you some other time. Well, uh, when do I start working again? I don't know yet. I'll have to wait and see. Uh, You're doing what I told you? What you mean? You looking around for somebody to... Uh... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know somebody. That's a good. Well, I'll be seeing you later. And listen. Watch your step. All right.
8: Oh, All right.
9: I...
3: Boy, don't you sure know. missed it.
8: What? what? Fatsy. Was she good? I don't know when I've seen her do her act so well.
10: Hey, hey look, Jerry. The clown band is on... Don't you go on soon with the elephant?
8: Well, oh, I'll say I do. No. I nearly forgot. Uh, I'll be seeing you later. So
10: long, Jerry. Come
8: on, Ranja. I'll, I'll take you back. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that boy run. Dang, he must be late.
10: He sure is, Patsy. Oh, oh I mean, Miss Patsy. Oh,
8: that's all right, Belgo. You can call me Patsy.
10: Can I? That sure is fine, then, Patsy. <laughs>
2: You feel funny calling me by my first name?
10: I feel proud being able to do it because I... (laughs) Well, Well, what's the matter with you? I feel fine, but... Uh, as I was going to say...
3: Well, uh,
8: go ahead and say it, Doc <laughs> Well, uh...
10: <laughs> well,
8: for, for such a big, strong man, you're having a mighty hard time to get a few little words out.
10: <laughs> well, Patsy, I, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> I think you're mighty fine.
8: <laughs> oh, I see. You, you like me. No. Uh, what? Uh,
10: I mean, yeah, yeah. uh, Of course I like you. It it seems I just can't say what I had in mind to say. What
8: were you going to say, Belko? Come on now, tell me.
10: Stop it. Stop looking at me that way.
8: What's the matter, Belko?
10: Those eyes. Those big brown eyes.
8: Is something the matter with my eyes?
10: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't mean there is. I mean... Uh, oh, I don't know what I mean. But your eyes, when you look at me like you do... Well, I just get weak.
8: Oh, a big, strong man like you gets weak.
10: But see, if you're teasing me, I <laughs> wish you would stop.
8: Oh, I am sorry, go Now I'll tell you something. Yeah, huh? I like you too.
10: <laughs> you mean that?
2: Surely I mean it.
10: Then that's better. Now I can say what I started out to say. Good. Well, uh, what I wanted to say was I was going to ask you if you'd go out with me tonight after the show. Go out?
8: Where?
10: <laughs> I mean, go get something to eat. Oh. Some place where we can be alone and well, talk. Uh,
8: I'd love to go with you, Belko.
10: Good. <laughs> then I'll meet you right after the show, and we'll go uptown to some nice little café. Ah, uh-huh, huh?
8: that's fine. Oh, look at Jerry take his
10: bows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Belko, he's getting better every show. I see. <laughs> You're making me very happy. Uh, what? Oh, oh, nothing. You said something, Belko. Uh, I said, uh, here comes Jerry now.
8: Well, uh, where will you meet me after the show tonight?
10: Out by the main entrance. Uh-huh. As soon as you change your clothes.
8: Uh-huh. I'll be there, Belko. Yeah. Hello, Jerry. How did... How did you like my act this show?
10: You were all right, Jerry.
8: All right? Say you were wonderful.
10: Jerry, do you know where kangaroos come from?
8: Why, sure. From Australia.
10: Well, why don't you learn to talk Australian so you can do an act with the kangaroos?
8: <laughs> oh, now, don't let him kid you, Jerry. Oh, he can't. I know that Australians talk English just like we do. <laughs> well, I don't see why you like Belko. Jerry didn't vote for your joke. Yeah, the joke's on you, Belko. Well, You'll we'll have to think up a better one than that. <laughs> you don't find Jerry's leaving, I tell you. He's much too smart. Well, I-, I have to go now and get ready.
10: Can I walk over with you, Patsy? Uh,
8: yes, yes, you can come. All
10: right. I'll just take this big belt off. It's kind of uncomfortable.
8: Uh, why do you wear that big, wide belt?
10: Oh, it just looks good with the costume. Oh.
8: Well, uh, come on. I'll have to hurry. Uh, goodbye, Jerry. So long, Fancy.
10: See you after a while, Jackie. Goodbye.
8: Jerry? Uh-huh. Jerry, who is it? Where are you? Come here, Jerry. Find these boxes. Oh, it's you made your mind. Not so loud. Oh. What's the matter? Shh, Jerry. I don't want Belko and Patsy to know I was hiding back here. Oh, they're way over near the back door already. Listen, Jerry, I was right here behind these boxes all the while they were talking, and you know what? No, what? Belko asked to take Patsy out tonight. Yeah? And she accepted his invitation. Well, has Patsy got a right to go out with who she wants to? Yes, but after all, I'm a friend of hers. Oh, I'm a friend of hers, too. Then we shouldn't let her go out with Belko. Well, if she likes Belko, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, is that so? Oh, Belko seems all right. That's just it. He isn't all right. He isn't a fit and proper person for Patsy to be going out with. What makes you say that? Well, I have my reason. Well, what makes you say Belco isn't all right? You really want to know? Well, sure I do. Then I'll tell you. And what I tell you is true. You believe in Rola, Rosa Roxy, the fortune teller, don't you? Oh, I guess so. Yes, you oh, guess so. Didn't she tell you a lot of things that come true? Yeah. And didn't she tell Johnny Bradley that time he was going to leave the circus and go away in an airplane? Yeah. And what more proof do you want? I tell you, Jerry, Rosa is wonderful. Everything she says will come true. Oh, well, what is it? Well, I went to Rosa this morning to have a reading. And she told me that a young girl, a friend of mine, was in danger. Oh, who could that be? Who could that be? Why, Patsy, of course. Why? Well, Rosa said that she was getting in with the wrong kind of company. You mean Patsy? Certainly. She said there was a big man that would mean a lot of trouble for this young lady. A big man. So you figure she meant Belko. Exactly. But there are a lot of other big men in the circus. Oh, Jerry, you're not trying to see this my way. I am too, but you have to look at it every way. Oh, there's no two ways about it. When Rosa specifies a big man, she means a bigger man than an ordinary big man. It's Belko she has reference to, I tell you. All right. What else did she say? She said if I would keep my eyes and ears open, I would learn something and be able to warn my friends. Oh, that's why you were listening to Belko and Patsy when they were talking. That's exactly it. Oh, what did he find out besides that he wants to take her out? Well, he said that he wanted to take her to some restaurant where they could be alone and talk. And she's such a pretty little thing. I hate to have anything happen to her, and you can bet nothing will if I can help it. You better be careful, though. Belco is pretty big. Jerry, I'm going to tell you something that'll do you good to remember. Yeah? It's not size that counts, it's brains. It's far better to be a mental giant than a big hulk like Belco that can lift 500 pounds with one hand. A mental giant? Yes, like, uh, well, like... Uh, like you, Major? Well... Oh, there, what's the secret meeting all about. Oh, hello, Mr. Randall. It's no secret meeting. No, of course not. Jerry and I were just talking. And
7: did you have to go behind these boxes to talk?
8: No, but we thought we'd be out of the way here. Oh, I see. Were you looking for me, Mr. Randall? No,
7: but now that I'm here, I might tell you that you didn't keep your promise, Jerry. What promise? Well, you told me you'd go right over to the wagon and change out of your costume the minute you finished your act with El Mundo. You shouldn't be standing around in it this way. That costume of yours costs quite a lot of money.
8: I know it, Mr. Randall, but just as I was going to go change, I saw Major and... He has something to tell me It's my fault, Mr. Randall
7: No, no, no harm done, but don't make a habit of it, Jerry
8: Oh, I won't Oh, they finished
7: Oh, the Rousseau Yeah, that's a nice act You
8: bet it is say, Major, Yes, Jerry Did Bumps tell you about the new stunt he's going to do with rags? Oh, what's that, Jerry? Oh, Bumps is going to work out something swell with rags It's going to be a fake bullfight, isn't it, Mr. Randall?
7: Hmm, something like
3: that
8: A uh, bullfight with a dog? Oh, that's a good one What's wrong with it? Oh, nothing, I guess only I don't see what he means. How can he work rags in a stunt like that? He's got it all worked out. He just asked to rehearse it with rags now. Yeah, leave it to bumps to figure out something. He, he's always thinking something new to do.
7: And it's a star turn that's been in his family for generations. It, it isn't a new act. Well, I've got to run along. Goodbye. Good so long. Goodbye. Goodbye.
8: Now, to get on with what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead, Major. Well, if Rot Rosa tells me is true, and I believe it is... I'm going to do my share to protect Patsy. What do you mean, Major? Well, I've got a feeling that Belko is going to bring a lot of trouble Patsy's way, just like Rosa says. So I'm going to try and stop it before it happens. How? By trailing Belko and watching him. I'm going to try and find out something about him, and I believe I will. And then? Well, if I do, I'll warn Patsy and save her from any harm. Aren't you afraid? Me afraid? I should say not. I'm going to do some real detective work, Jerry. Everybody in this circus will be looking up to Major Might before I get through. Oh, you and the
5: dog! You and the little spy dog! I'm gonna get you!
4: good to just laugh at inane things like Jerry and the circuses, Red and Circuses, pompous assholes. Sir, laugh I. at them. Please laugh at them heartily. Um, what else? Yeah, pretty much anytime you turn on your local news, even if it's climate change, laugh in the face of it. Do something too, but laugh in the face of it heartily. Welcome back radio listeners. That's my advice. Take it or leave it. We're we're zooming into hour two of the Oob Radio Salon. We are we're in a mode. We're in a room. We're in a studio. Uh, Big City Orchestra consisting of two players today. Two players. We have Oob, that's Dawson. We have Pixie, that's me. Nina Pixie and we are broadcasting live our 760th broadcast here on DFM Radio Television International, DFM and you, uh, and glad to see some folks in the chat, some of our our friends, our kindred spirits have have gathered. It's always nice for a few. And at the intermission, we just had Jerry of the Circus. Are continuing. 1930s radio play and that was Patsy accepts a date Patsy or Potsy Potsy. Alright well the question of beauty hangs in the balance we'll interpret more experimental sounds for you in hour two as we progress on to our second live set Here on DFM
3: Electronic
11: University presents return.
3: with Alan Watts.
11: the editor of the posthumous works of Heinrich Zimmer which have been published by the Bollingen Foundation. And as a matter of fact, an extraordinary amount of those works is his own original writing since they were compiled from Hendrixman's notes. The particular paper I mention now was presented, I think, in 1957, in August, at the Aronoffs Conference in Ascona in Switzerland, a meeting of scholars and philosophers and psychologists and scientists which gathers every year under the auspices of a lady who has for a long time been interested in the work of C.T. Jung. And the particular paper which Joseph Campbell presented at this conference was called The Symbol Without Meaning. It isn't published in this country as yet and only appears in the of Jahrbuch, born 1957, which was published in Switzerland. I expect it will shortly be forthcoming in the excerpts from the papers delivered at in those conferences. call the, the beginning, the development of the dissolution of cosmologists, of uh, great views of the world and of the religio-philosophical auspices, which are, the, as it were, the languages about the universe, devised by various cultures. Now, he distinguishes two great phases in
12: Thank <laughs> you.
13: 90, the second of
12: October. Nine years old. On uh, your father's, on your mother's side, uh, what was your mother's maiden
13: name? Martha Virginia Nixon. Uh,
12: her mother and father, where uh, did they live? Her father was John Nixon. They lived up here,
13: Leesburg. I don't know.
12: I the history of his family, just what just you can remember.
13: Till daughter. My grandmother was Captain Tillett's daughter. And in some ways the buries got mixed up in them. I don't know how. You have to find that out the best way you can. You need to say which girl married the which man though. Aunt Sally, Mary Downs. She was illness. And Anne married Russell. She was the next actress. And Aunt Lou married um, Doctor Nixon Louisiana. And my mother married James Stoner. And that's all. And the oldest son did. His oldest son die right after the
12: Civil War. He died during the war. He died in the war in the Civil did, War. Yeah, he
13: died during
12: the war. And the other son, what happened to him?
13: The other son? died about, I guess, maybe 18 or 20 years ago, wasn't it, Annie? Blank.
12: He was in the Civil War about 18 months.
13: Yeah, he was in there, also. 18 months.
12: Do you remember the name of the two sons? Wasn't one Sam?
13: Sam Nixon, he's the one that was in there 18 months. John Nixon.
12: That is the that is the other uncle, and he died during the war. Didn't see him have some red hair. Yes. He said that he had the uh, one of the, the other son had uh, black hair
13: and black eyes.
12: Black hair and black eyes or brown eyes? Were they brown? Uh,
13: kind of a brown, dark eyes.
12: How about Casey Andrew Nixon, Uh, that was the other son, one was John, one was Sam Nixon and one was Casey Andrew Nixon.
13: Well that uh, Cassandra Nixon was uh, my grandma.
12: Things getting too far in my head now.
13: <laughs> but you'll have to get a little of it at the time whenever you can uh, kind of put it together. If that, that's what you're after because you can't always think. <laughs> yes. George Elgin's daughter.
12: Did one you know the sons go back to England?
4: Thanks, everyone. We're wrapping up our set on Ubu Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back here next Sunday. Same place, DFM. And you can tune into our podcast, our archives at ubuibi.org. Sometimes we have some video clips, but done any for a little while if you want to see some of those go to our video page on the Ubu E B website you can also check out our dynamic calendar of live events same place and you can check out T F M. sorry
5: I've been working on the <laughs> damn puppet show and the We've TV show so and you've been working on all your stuff so no we haven't oh, had a yeah. chance to <clears throat> take the radio show and cut it up and put it to weird video someday uh, we might do some more of those, they are fun
4: I do want to extend a special personal thank you to all of those out there who have been inviting me and slash DOS to public events Uh, we've been super inundated this year uh, with our own projects trying to get video and TV shows and radio shows puppet shows and costumes and set designs and noise fests and things like that we have lots of things scheduled so nothing personal we will be back out there in the spectrum of real reality probably 2023 that'll be our our breakout year so look forward to that in the meantime you can always catch us virtually where i just mentioned and we'll be back next week here on dfm thanks so much bye-bye